It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm Jake Lisko, one of your hosts, along with James Rapine, the other one of your hosts. You can find us on Twitter at Jake underscore NFL and at James Rapine. Follow us individually on Twitter and follow the podcast at Locked On Bengals for your daily updates on what's going on with the Cincinnati Bengals. Today's episode is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Today, Bengals fans, we are going to get into Peter King's power rankings to start the show. The Bengals, still near the bottom of the league, and I think that's to be expected for the most part anyway, but we'll go into that in some depth and look at the teams that are ranked around them. After that, We are going to catch you up on some of the things happening in various news outlets about the Bengals. There's really not much. This is not a focus of the world (laughs) right now. And finally, we'll wrap up with a review and reacting to some of the audio you heard if you listened on Monday to the John Ross interview that James did. Before we get into any of that, though, James, let's talk about the fact there isn't much going on. In terms of Bengals-related coverage right now, we've seen statements from some of the young players on the Bengals, the Bengals' former quarterback, Andy Dalton, of course. But there isn't a whole lot of sports-related journalism happening right now. There was an article today on Bengals.com that we'll touch on that suggests that there are still team meetings happening. But the Locked On Podcast Network, James, sees silence as a choice with what's happening in the United States right now. And this podcast, along with the Lockdown Network, stands for equality. We will not stand for racism and injustice experienced by our fellow citizens at the hands of police, at the hands of the state, whatever it is. It's not okay. And so, and so as I said Monday this week, We are here to provide you with Bengals content. We're also not here to look away. There is some conversation happening on the Locked On Podcast Network about taking some action via some charitable giving, and we will keep you updated with where we land there in case you would like to get involved. It's tough. It's tough right now to... Jake, to to think about football and think about the the NFL season. And I, I think... Players in in any of the sports are probably struggling to focus a little bit. I know I have over the past couple of days. And it's it's a reality that America has to face, and we're doing it right now. And I, I think that there are, you're seeing uh, from Joe Burrow, who you talked about the other day, uh, athletes across the country, but not just athletes, a lot of listeners to this podcast and just everyone voicing uh, in, in reaching out to, to the black community and, and trying to, to listen and, and help. And, and so that's the, the positive side of it that 
I want to see that I hope continues to uh, get progress or, or help get get things moving in the right direction. And, and you're right. At the Locked On Podcast Network, we're, we're collaborating right now and, and discussing what can happen uh, on our end and what we can do to help. So I, I hope we can and uh, I hope we do. And it's uh, it's certainly a uh, a crazy, crazy time right now in America. The past uh, three months or so, really all of 2020 has been uh, a bit wild, but hopefully we emerge from it stronger and better than before. That is the hope. The hope is that this time it's enough. So with that said, we are going to talk about football for the remainder of the podcast. Let's get into these Peter King power rankings. James, talking about these power rankings, the Cincinnati Bengals coming in at 27th, despite finishing last season, of course, with the worst record in the NFL. Peter King puts them ahead of the New York Jets, who finished 7-9 and nine last year, ahead of the Carolina Panthers, ahead of the New York Giants, ahead of the Washington football team, and ahead of the Jacksonville Jaguars. That is considerable progress, I would say. But then there will be Bengals fans that look at this list and look at some of the teams ahead, and they'll be upset about the placement no matter what. But what do you think? My initial reaction was, wow, that's that's higher than I thought they would be. And part of that it, it has nothing to do with me. It's just the, the national perception of the team, along with their win total, five and a half. And they're only favored in one game this year, according to the odds makers. So when I think about that and then I look and I say, well, they're ahead of the Jets. They're ahead of the Panthers. You know, they're ahead of uh, you mentioned the Giants as well. Like, it's not just like they're ahead of Jacksonville. Uh, I think there are people that think the Jets could be eight and eight or nine and seven this year. Like, I, I, I do. I think there are people that believe that. So uh, it's a it's a pretty good feeling. I thought I, I was surprised that they were as high as they were. That doesn't mean that talent-wise, I think they're 27. Like, I could see the Bengals. We've talked about the wide-ranging outcomes. I think they have plenty of talent. It's just hard for for me to envision people having high expectations for them this season. So 27th, I I was pleased by that, and I think Bengals fans should be too. There's plenty of conversation about the new blood on the Bengals' defensive side of the ball being a big part of this. Luana Rumo talking about how his new free agent acquisition players are taking on leadership roles in guys like Josh Vines and DJ Reader. He's talking about the guys in the secondary being, as he puts it, guys that will puff their chest out. They're they're talkers. They're very (laughs) confident. That's got to be rubbing that defense the right way. And then on the other side of the ball, you've got Joe Burrow immediately stepping in and being a leader with Auden Tate who was doing some cleanup down in the Tampa area on Monday, working out with some other NFL players in the area as well, talking about how in meetings, Joe Burrow doesn't seem like a rookie at all, despite being a rookie. A lot of praise for these new player acquisitions, and that's got to have them moving in the right direction. The one common theme, I think, whether you're local in Cincinnati or whether you you cover the NFL on a national scale, you can look at the Bengals and kind of what, what they've done this offseason, and it makes sense. You might not like one signing here, a signing there, or a draft pick here, a draft pick there. But overall, when you look big picture at all the moves together, the pieces fit. Doesn't mean they're going to make the playoffs or be really, really good this year. 
But uh, the, the other thing, by the way, that, that I thought King um, was really pushed was just how high he is on Joe Burrow. I mean, he, he really believes in Burrow. And, and I wrote on Tuesday uh, about Burrow and his leadership. And it's it's crazy to think about. But back on draft night when he talked about – he was asked about pressure and he was asked about uh, leadership and why people follow him and all of these things. And he's just, I'm unapologetically myself. I, I do think – things a certain way i have a quiet confidence and he, he answered all these questions and then what's he doing well he's organizing organizing workouts which we've talked about and then he's he's one of the first white quarterbacks to speak last friday about what's going on in america and and i, I think that that not only gets the the players in the locker room whether they're older or younger than him behind him but it it, it shows the maturity that this 23 year old has. And and so when, when people have high expectations or when Peter King ran some raves about him, I think it's because people have sat down and talked with him or they've heard about how mature he is in his actions. He's delivered on that. So I, I get when you, you look at how mature the Bengals number one overall pick is, and he plays the most important position in sports. I get why that correlates with being high on them as an organization moving forward because he is their future. And if you like him, and you, you should be pretty high on their future as well. That is indeed the attitude of Bengals fans and probably of the national media, generally speaking. This team will go as Burrow goes, and so we will see how that rookie season plays out for the Bengals rookie signal caller. Before we get into a recap of some of the other Bengals news notes in the John Ross interview, today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. If you are like many people out there that repair and maintain your own car, save money on labor, you're a car person, why would you choose to spend 30, 50%, 100% more for the same exact parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? For example, a Delphi FG1456 fuel pump assembly for Honda Odyssey is $353 at advance. You can get that for $216 at rockauto.com. And there's so many other reasons to support Rock Auto, right, James? There is. I, I mean, you look at their selection. And recently I had to replace the filters, the air filters in my Honda Civic. Guess where I got the filter? Rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business. And we're all about supporting local businesses here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Go over to rockauto.com right now and see what parts are available for your car or truck. And when they ask you, how did you hear about us, write locked on so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Let's keep things rolling here on the Locked On Bengals podcast. And Jake, it's it's that time of the year where you're going to hear about leadership and you're going to hear about the veterans emerging and things like that. That happens virtually every offseason. This one much different for the Bengals and all 32 NFL teams, given that they can't meet in person. 
And yet you're, you're starting to see the, the same stories of leadership. Uh, Tyler Dragon for Cincinnati.com wrote, wrote about how DJ Reader, Josh Bynes, kind of taking control uh, or, or, or at least emerging as leaders, which has to be pretty hard to do, by the way, when you're doing it via Zoom. But it, it is, uh, it's certainly something that uh, Luana Rumo talked about. I think Al Golden talked about it as well with Jeff Hobson of Bengals.com. So I don't know if it means much, but it is good to see that these free agent additions seem to be establishing themselves as leaders on this team. I think that if Lou Anarumo is talking about it, that means that it's got to be a noticeable thing. It's not just, you know, lip service because he's talking about all these guys. And I'm sure he must have been asked a question about how the new guys are communicating. But he, he talks about the the efficacy of DJ Reader and Josh Bynes doing their jobs as veterans. And DJ Reader, of course, coming into a unit with veterans on that in, in that room already. So if he is speaking up, making his voice heard, taking on a leadership role in a room that already has Carlos Dunlap and Geno Atkins and Sam Hubbard, who is young but is by all accounts an emerging leader on this team, that's a good sign for him hitting the ground running, fitting in culturally right away. And Josh Bynes was expected to take on this role with the rest of these linebackers being really young guys. In fact, Al Golden was on the Bengals booth podcast, and we're going to talk about what he had to say about the linebackers at some point, probably not today, uh, because we had a question actually in the mailbag last week, James, about Al Golden and his history. And I feel like Al Golden actually deserves an entire episode to himself, so we're not going to get into it today. But Josh Bynes being the easily eldest statement in that uh, elder statement in that linebacker room doing his job as well. So it's just nice to see that the new guys on defense are fitting in, even if it is just on Zoom, and I'm sure they're all anxious to get together in Cincinnati. And the thing with DJ Reader that, that I, I think is interesting is, you're right, he comes in, and he, it feels like he might think he's the best guy on, on that line, which is what you'd probably expect heading into your fifth year, signs a four-year $53 million deal or $54 million deal. He's a guy that uh, expects to be the alpha, and that's good because if he's coming into it that way, and that doesn't mean not being a team guy, but just thinking that he can make a huge difference up front – and he's willing to gel with the Geno Atkinses of the world and Carlos Dunlap, and you mentioned Sam Hubbard. I think that's important. So the, the fact that that's happening and, and Reader isn't passively saying, oh, hi, Geno, I'm here to help you. It's, oh, no, let's go do this. I'm going to do my thing, and it's going to make your life easier. I think that's a, a good mentality for him to have. And it's what he needs. You want to see that competitiveness out of a guy who is the highest paid nose tackle in football, right? So – Good for DJ Reader. Let's hope that he makes that impact on the field. Let's move on, though, to the Auden Tate comments. Jeff Hobson got a hold of him for Bengals.com following Auden Tate doing some cleanup work in Tampa with some other NFL players who were organizing it. I think it was Ray Ray McLeod that was organizing. He's down there working out with a couple of Steelers receivers and Deontay Johnson and another Steelers receiver whose name is unimportant because he plays for the Steelers. But... <laughs> Good for him working out. And the interesting bit in here is that Auden Tate mentions that Joe Burrow is trying to figure out when and where he can get together with his teammates 
and start practicing. He says that Burrow's real cool. He's assertive. He talks up. He's not a normal rookie that comes in kind of shy. He's real sure of who he is. And James, I feel like you used those exact words earlier when you talked about Joe Burrow. He is unabashedly himself. He is. He's, and, and that's what's so crazy about Burrow is he just he commands the room. And regardless of your age, that, that's a trait that you can't really teach. Some have it. Some don't. I know we're going to get into the John Ross interview, but one thing he said is, oh, Joe's demeanor stands out. Just And it, it's true. And I think that he is going to be able to get this team behind him. And, and how about the Bengals, Jake? I mean, you look at it. So Burrow speaks out. Um, you, you have Khalid Kareem's comments, uh, which I, I thought he, it was really eloquent and heartfelt uh, in the exact kind of statement, really profound for a, a rookie. Auden Tate helping out, helping with cleanup in Tampa Bay. Like, I, I don't know what the record is going to be, but it just seems like it's it's one heck of a locker room and they're bringing in the right guys. And, um, yeah, it, it's it, it, it's crazy to think, and we've talked about this, but every time you hear someone talk about Joe Burrow, it's so consistent what they say. And Auden Tate is just the latest example of that. Yeah, and, and that doesn't even mention, you're talking about some of the young Bengals speaking out. I talked about this in the Google five minute that many people probably didn't hear yesterday. If you only listened to the podcast, you wouldn't have heard it, but if you missed it, Logan Wilson put out a statement as well. He, he quoted Matthew and uh, hashtag black lives matter. So a number of these young players for the Bengals making statements, and it's probably worth mentioning here. We haven't heard yet from the Bengals organization. They are one of I think at this point, a minority of NFL organizations that haven't issued any statement whatsoever. Their social media has gone dark, essentially, for the last few days. Zach Taylor hasn't said anything either, but we are hearing from some of these young guys, and notably Joe Burrow, a young leader on this team. But James, you talked with John Ross not too long ago. We aired a lot of that interview for the people to listen to on Monday without our commentary Let's take a little time for the rest of the show here to talk about what it was that John Ross had to say. Did you ask him, James, does he eat built Bars? Is that part of his regime? Because at some point we're going to need to start asking these guys. Today's episode, of course, brought to you by Built Bar. BuiltBar.com, promo code locked on. Save $10 off your first order. James's favorite protein bar, but are they John Ross's, James? I'm not sure, but maybe that's why he's dealt with the injuries in recent years. We're going to have to get him some Built Bars. You know, because I, I know he's been hitting the gym, and we'll we'll talk about that. But three straight years of injuries, I think Built Bar is a, a good way to change that. So I'm gonna have to make sure number eleven has plenty of Built Bars. Uh, Jake, I had a mint chocolate one today. It had been a while since I had that one, and it's probably my favorite flavor. Uh, if you guys haven't tried them yet, there's a reason I rave about them. I think you can feel my face light up. You can hear it light up when I talk about them. Make sure you go get Built Bars at BuiltBar.com, promo code locked on. Just going to throw in a little bit of a disclaimer there. Built Bars are a protein bar, and they are not going to necessarily prevent injury. So don't go out and buy <laughs> Built Bars and then like try cliff diving for the first time or something. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. James, let's transition. Let's talk John Ross. Let's talk about that interview you had with him. I sent you three questions. One of them about a jugs machine. Didn't sound like he was terribly keen on the jugs machine. Had another explanation for some of the drops that he had. So let's start there. What did he have to say when I asked about the jugs machine? Or when you asked for me, I guess, about the jugs machine. (laughs) Yeah, it it was more of uh, the the veterans that he talks to say that you can't simulate the way the ball is going to come, even if it is a, a jugs machine and... Uh, the key to, to his drops and figuring out his drops has been to look at how he's catching the ball and why. And while he's doing it, he takes his eyes off the ball. It's not a catch thing. It's a getting ahead of himself thing, uh, which makes sense because when you're unsure of yourself, you get ahead of yourself and you're thinking about what's around you. So I, I do think that there's uh, there is a correlation there. Um, that being said, what I be mad if he was using the jugs machine? No, I think it could certainly help you and get your hands stronger. But I, I, I also understand why he thinks that that isn't necessarily why he's had some drops in recent seasons. What's interesting to me about it is the number of other veterans. Emmanuel Sanders was one. If you just go Google receiver, jugs machine, success, or whatever, Emmanuel Sanders attributes a large portion of his NFL success to working with a jugs machine, which is, I guess there's just split opinions amongst NFL I, I, receivers, and that that's probably okay. What else did you ask John Ross on my behalf? I, I sent you four questions. I'm going to let you lead me through this conversation. Oh, well, I, honestly, I don't remember the exact questions I, I sent you, or you sent me, rather. Um, I will say this. I, I think some of those veterans with the jugs machine, whether it's Deshaun Jackson or, or even A.J. Green, those are the guys that, that John looks up to, so I would assume that they probably feel the other way. But you're right. It's probably a split. Um, I know you asked me to ask him about advice he would give to young receivers. And I'm not going to even lie. I forget exactly what he said about the advice he would give to young receivers, like initially. But it turned into, and this is why I like the interview with John, it turned into him talking with Richard Sherman and a conversation he had like three weeks ago with Richard Sherman while they were playing Call of Duty. And Sherman said, that he remembered a specific release that John had in week two in the 49ers win over the Bengals that he hadn't seen before and, and that it was, it was something that he needed to prepare for. And, and so I think John's point overall was even when you're as accomplished as Richard Sherman, you never stop learning. You always can find something else to learn. You can always find a way to grow because how accomplished is Richard Sherman, right? He's still one of the best corners in the game and the fact that he sees Ross, who in reality wouldn't be on Richard Sherman's level from a, a skill perspective at this point in his career. And yet he remembers a specific release from a blowout win in week two of last season. Just uh, just one of the, the many things that uh, that stood out. But, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. I think that Richard Sherman 
I mean, even if you're as good as Richard Sherman, even if you have the success of Richard Sherman, he knows that if he lines up over John Ross and John Ross wins with his release, Sherman is dusted. If, <laughs> if, if John Ross is running a go, Richard Sherman is not known for his speed, right? So that does make sense that he would be paying careful attention to a guy like Ross and the way he gets off the line of scrimmage. It's nice to hear that they're, you know, talking and, 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 doing recreational stuff together. I mean, it's always nice to hear that about players. It really humanizes them a lot for people that only see them on the football field. Whenever you hear about these interactions happening off the field, I think that's useful. The two other questions, James, I sent you were what part of John Ross's receiver toolkit has evolved the most in the NFL. And is he mostly running the X or the Z for the Bengals or does he need to know the responsibilities for all of the receiver positions? Is he in different spots? Did you get to those two? I don't think I got to the toolkit. I know for a fact I got to um, the different positions. And he said that the receivers are expected to play all the spots. <laughs> he was like, I think we're going to move all around. I think we're going to be interchangeable. Uh, and he seemed pretty excited about that. So I, I think they're learning each spot. And it really makes sense, especially when you talk about playing A.J. Green, getting him off the line, protecting him a little bit as he heads into his age 32 year. Uh, you, you might as well protect him, protect Ross, protect all these guys and try to keep them all healthy. I, I think that's actually more interesting than it might seem on paper because the Bengals don't do this. The Bengals receivers last year had very specific roles. And on a given play, 90% of the time, you know who's in which position, who who's in what role. And they're lining up the same way for most of the game. So I feel like last year we also heard something similar about how these guys were going to learn multiple positions and be mixing it up. And then we didn't really see that in the regular season. So I am going to be paying special attention to see how that plays out this year. Also interesting note about this. I think it was Jay Morrison. I think he thinks that John Ross is currently the fourth receiver behind the rookie T Higgins. And there's going to be a rotation to get John Ross and Auden Tate on the field kind of situationally and use the other three guys as a primary receiver. So we'll have to see how that plays out as well. We'll have to see how T Higgins hits the field, hits the ground running as a rookie because we haven't seen any of these guys on the field yet. Of course, James, you said you had one major takeaway from your conversation with John Ross. What was that? He's comfortable in his own skin. And I know that sounds like such a simple thing. And when we talk about Joe Burrow, it comes natural to him. But I saw John as a rookie uh, when he had to go back to Washington to, to get his – it was before the season started. You come in for OTAs and then you go back and you get your degree. Well, he came in for, for OTAs and I saw him sitting at his locker and he had just had shoulder surgery. And, and the guy then that I talked to as a rookie or even in his second year versus now, he, he seemed extremely sure of himself, uh, confident, not cocky, a guy that – um, heck, you mentioned T. Higgins. He was like, man, I don't care who they draft. It's it's really up to me now. So he, he's not worried about that. He was excited to have T on the team. He's he's really just comfortable, confident, and, and is doing the taking the necessary steps, I think, to stay healthy. I think now it isn't in his mind a matter of can I do this at the NFL level? It's can I stay healthy because I can do this at the NFL level? And, and I truly believe that because I've seen him evolve from the, the kid in 2017 that I talked to uh, as a rookie 
to the man now that I, you know, spent over an hour with uh, a couple of weeks ago. So I, I think that that's the the key here. Now, will it translate into success on the field? I'm not sure. But if he stays healthy, Ross believes that he can uh, have a big year this year for the Bengals. And James Rapine always believed John Ross is due for a big year, and it's solidified <laughs> by the first-hand takeaways that he has in this interview. We will be back on Friday, Bengals fans. On Thursday, we will be recording the Locked On Bengals weekend mailbag. So get those questions ready. You have a whole day to prepare. And if anything else happens, of course, we will be right here with our analysis on any breaking Bengals news. Until then, Bengals fans, stay safe, day, and have a good one. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.